1: on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
2: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Kessman, along with Jared Dubois, and on today's show, we're going to get you caught up on all the LA Galaxy off-season news. That includes the LA Galaxy's brand new announced signing and everyone else they've added to the roster since the beginning of 2016. We've got a ton to talk about, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and it all starts right
1: now. listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Jared DuBois. Hello, everybody, and
2: welcome to another awesome edition of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman, back after a very busy weekend. Wrapping up last week, we had L.A. Galaxy President Chris Klein, L.A. Galaxy Vice President Brendan Hannon, and, of course, we did the supporters show Over the weekend, we had a ton to talk about here in the Corner of the Galaxy studios, but quite honestly, we need to get back to our bread and butter here talking about the LA Galaxy, all the information that they've been able to put out since the beginning of 2016. If you can believe it, Jared, there hasn't been a Corner of the Galaxy podcast since 2016, so technically all the other podcasts in between haven't haven't really counted yet.
3: Uh, I, I guess that's true. I haven't been on for a while. But by the way, you self-proclaimed awesome. Awesome.
2: At the beginning I, of the show. I always do. Are you allowed do. to do that? Yes, I always do. It, it regardless of I content. Mean, you have no content.
3: authority to self-proclaim awesome. You have to let the fans do that. Re- uh, yeah, but if I did it for that, I couldn't
2: record that. If I waited until after I recorded and put it out, then I would have to come back and edit it later to put in the awesome if they voted for it, and that sounds like a lot of work. So I'm gonna assume.
3: Okay. I mean, I listen, you got me on the line, so you're halfway there. <laughs> we haven't had
2: you on. You've, uh, we've been giving you a little break in the offseason. Yeah, I-, I think
3: I needed some semi-retirement, to be honest with you. I might still be semi-retired. I don't know.
2: Like, like maybe a lot of the LA Galaxy's newest signings, semi-retired.
3: Yeah, I mean, they got more moves than Bobby Fischer over at the LA Galaxy. <laughs> I mean, these things are coming fast and furious, and... I think I'd like them to stop now. I think I'm good. If they stop right now, I'm good.
2: If they stop, I, I have a feeling they're not going to stop. Just between you, me, nobody
3: else listening. I, I feel like someone should sit down, Bruce Reen, and just tell him no means no. No means no. Of course. Well, I mean, listen. There's still some moves to be made. We know that. We we know stuff is still coming.
2: Even if you listen to. Even if you listen to Chris Klein on the podcast, I don't want me to toot my own horn, but of course I will any chance I get. Even if you listen to Chris Klein on the podcast, it still sounds like one of the two sightings. Ashley Cole still coming.
3: Still trying to figure out if I can trust a man with no belt.
2: (laughs) He didn't. He didn't need belt. He had. If he looked. This is in regards to Chris Klein's wardrobe. Looked fabulous, of course. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I mean, I mean, really. That dude
3: wears the hell out of some trousers. I,
2: I, I can't pull it off. I mean, you saw the picture. Clearly, there was somebody who was out of shape in that picture. It was Don't me. Don't talk about
3: Brendan like that. That's messed <laughs> up.
2: No, no, B. Hannon, Brendan Hannon. He's he's got he's he's okay in my book. No no problems. But Chris Klein he had the little the what do you call them like little they're not snaps but they're like cinches. No, they're they're, the...
3: adjustable sides.
2: they're adjustable They're Euro, dude. They're is that what it is? I would have no idea. Super Euro. Su- but that's okay.
3: My man's pulling it off. <laughs> Uber Euro. Okay. If you haven't it. seen it go to coordinategalaxy.com. And you can check out the picture of Mr. Josh Gesman out of shape standing with uh Chris Klein. Still probably the most Probably the most fit executive in MLS.
2: I, I don't think there's a question. There was a there was a and thing. And perhaps handsomest. Well, I mean, if we're going to choose sides on this, and yes, I would say handsomest. That could quite clearly. Uh, but yeah, check that out. It was a great interview. Chris gave us a lot of information as much as he possibly could without saying yes for sure. Pretty I'm-
3: candid for a, a president being on the, on, on an interview. Uh, right? I
2: mean, I thought, I, I think that's how he is, quite honestly. I think Chris will give you all the information he can possibly can without giving you 100% because things aren't 100%. I think he gives you as much as like the percentage of the deal, right? So with Ashley Cole and and Yel Van Dam, I think you're looking at, I think you're looking at, you know, those were 100 percent deals. Whenever he was talking, he, he, he was giving like you money. He's like Mick
3: most. Jagger. You don't always get what you want. You get what you need. You get
2: what you need. Very nice. Very nice indeed. I've missed you. I've I've missed you, Jared. I'm glad I'm glad you're back. All right. So like I said, we we sort of need to go through the timeline here of all the information that has been downloaded to us from the LA Galaxy since the start of the year. Obviously, with the holidays uh, in between there, things got a little quiet. And then January 6th, everything started to pick back up. So we have a bunch of stuff to get through. Some of the stuff we won't touch on. Some of the stuff we're going to have to go in depth and, and, and really talk about it. But uh, the first move that really happened after the new year, which is which is fun, there were two moves, both on January 6th. Uh, Pete Vianis, obviously LA Galaxy uh, uh, legend, at some points, and also uh, also was in charge of the academy program. Uh, he got promoted to vice president of soccer operations, so he gets an expanded role sort of with the academy. Now he's pushed into vice president of soccer operations, and those are both really good things, as far as I'm concerned. I think Pete has done an excellent job with the academy and the academy system for the LA Galaxy. Uh, moving him into a into a bigger role in the vice president now granted i i'll be honest jared between between you and me again just because we're talking here i have no idea what vice president i was just saying i would
3: love a org chart (laughs) for la galaxy so i understand like who wears what hat right because it feels like some of that stuff is probably what bruce arena does but he probably just doesn't want to deal with some of the logistic stuff so Pete pvianus gets brought in for that I, i i honestly don't know i don't know what the What the role is here in terms of operations, I'm sure he's handling a lot of the Mm -hmm. day-to-day or delegating people who are handling a lot of the day-to-day. But what I like about this, and most LA Galaxy fans should feel the same way, even if you're recent, you may not know who some of these guys are. LA probably does the best job of converting former players into lifelong career prospects for the club.
2: Right. Right no I mean, you
3: think about Mauricio Cienfuegos, uh, Chris Klein, P, P- Vienas, uh Kobe Jones has had some roles in the club still. I mean there's a lot of guys that oh, Jovan Karavski is is in that mix too. There's a lot of guys that stick around with this club. And Bruce Arena I think has been pretty key in that in understanding that it, 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 one thing that the American soccer fan may not realize separates um American soccer from world soccer is the sheer amount of educated players playing in it. A lot of guys, it, we take it for granted to a certain extent uh, when it comes to sports in the U.S. that a lot of these guys have college degrees. Most of our athletes in this country have college degrees. Now some probably get, had a lot of help to get them there. Right. Soccer teams don't tend to get that kind of treatment, so a lot of these guys really did their homework. Right. Chris Klein really did, had, did business classes, and, and he was always uh, talking about business even when he was still playing. A lot of these guys have a very unique niche that the rest of the world doesn't have, and that's that player with the mental savvy to take on the business aspects of the sport. And I think MLS is better for it, and I think the LA Galaxy is better for it, for finding these guys like Chris Klein who – you're seeing it more and more around the league. With Chris Henderson uh, up up in Seattle, right. uh, Mike Burns, one of the original players turned executives, out at uh, New England Revolution. This isn't uncommon anymore. You're seeing it more and more all the time. And I have what Tim Regan just recently took a spot. Uh, uh, John Thorington with LAFC just took a, a role over there. Right. It's it's a real testament to who these guys are and what this league is that these guys can fall into these positions. I don't mean to say fall. That's not right. They deserve him to a good extent, but it's just, I, if you watch world football, you may not realize how unique this is. And Chris Klein's a great part of that. Pete Viannis is, is a great part of that.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, this is this is sort of the LA Galaxy uh, laying out the legacy, and I'm sure if Landon Donovan wants to be part of the LA Galaxy that, of course, they're going to let him do that as well um, as far as whether that's with coaching or, or however he sees himself fit that in. But not only that, I, I don't feel like they're forcing any of this stuff, Jared. I don't feel like they, they're making Pete Viannis, the vice president, to make themselves look good. I think they're doing it because it's the right thing to do um so so i I'm happy that the l a galaxy the academy the academy system um even you know the residency program that they they basically have now with the high school program where kids are able to go to school. Um, and still do the soccer training that uh, they're able to do in the academy system is, is really a success, and I think you have Pete to thank for. And he is, in case you're asking, he is on my list of people to uh, to talk to this year. So I will make it a point to uh, have him on the podcast as soon as we possibly can to talk about what his actual day-to-day activities are, Jared, and then maybe we can learn something.
3: You need to find out at what point did he realize his nickname was back Pete, and at what point <laughs> did he finally come to terms with it?
2: It, it's kind of like Alan Gordon's snowshoes. Whenever he realized that his name was snowshoes, then...
3: Well, to you know. be honest, that was your name. I'm not sure if that ever really caught on.
2: Right, right. That was probably just me. It was it was probably just me yelling from section 108. I, I agree with that. That's that's probably a correct thing. All right, so we had one six. Again, January 6th, Pete Vianis named vice president of soccer operations. Same day, LA Galaxy sign. Midfielder Jeff Laurentowitz, a free agent, by the way, just in case you're wondering, the, the very first ever LA Galaxy free agent signing. I, I don't know if that's, that's super popular, but maybe someday it'll be in trivia in a bar and you'll win something for it.
3: Uh, this, one, this one's... Uh, yes. This is one of many question marks in the Galaxy offseason, and um, you can choose to make a number of different conclusions based off of it. The, what I'm going to say is my overarching theme... Of what I see in the in the galaxy's moves to date so far, is this is a full blast. Bruce Arena is saying I'm gonna g- win this CCL once and for all. That's what I'm seeing, and this is the first piece of it. Jeff Larentowicz, definitely what pi 33, 34 at this point.
2: Yeah, uh, Jeff Laurentowitz is, as I put it down, I believe. Oh, 32, I see. Yeah, here. thirty-two okay. years He's 32 old.
3: Thirty-two years old. Okay. Um, converted from midfield to to center back for the Chicago Fire for the last couple seasons. May have enough legs to play a portion of the season at at midfield still. Um, with Janino missing, you do. There is a question mark. Who's going to fill that role? I don't think you bring Jeff Laurentowitz to the LA Galaxy to play a starting role for thirty some games. Uh, a season I just don't see that but it is one of those things that Bruce Arena is very good at finding these guys with a couple of years left that can contribute to something this is a leadership move it is an intelligence move Jeff Lorentowitz has definitely been one of the smartest uh, on the field generals in this league for a number of years and what Bruce Arena is doing with a lot of these moves is getting guys that know how to play up to the correct level not going to be intimidated by an environment and are ready to do something at the end of their career to go out with a bang jeff Laurentwitz is the first pick of this like i said i'm not positive from a soccer standpoint right how much you're going to get on the field over the course of 30 games from jeff Laurentwitz, but hopefully you don't have to find out hopefully he's a, a a i would say middle to bit role player think of um Think of how the LA used a couple of their bench guys to go down the stretch last season. Wilhelm. Uh, like, but but no, I would say uh, Husic.
2: Oh, okay, bad. You. Uh-huh. Roger
3: Husic, down the stretch, once uh, Gerard came, I probably played, what, six, seven games over the last stretch. Okay. And most of those yep. substitute appearances. I think you're going to see that Jeff is going to be utilized in a, in a niche kind of environment. I don't think it's going to be center back, I think it's going to be relief midfielder. And, and, with, with the option, listen, it's great to have it in his back pocket. He can right. play center back if you need him to. But I don't think this is your starter, as evidenced by the news today.
2: I, I don't think there's... Listen, I think there's. Gonna, I think he's going to start some games. I don't think he's going to be the starter.
3: Um, I think he's going to start some games early.
2: I, I, I certainly think that, that that could be a possibility. Um, You know, it, it's still sort of... And, and we don't want to talk around it, but it's still sort of... Contingent on whether or not the LA Galaxy can 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 control uh, Nigel DeJong to the LA Galaxy, that that's really the big question right now. Um, I want
3: that move. I I, I and, like that move. I know a lot of people out there are are poo pooing that move. I don't. This is this is a guy that's made for MLS. I
2: don't think there. I think there are less people who are upset with that move than you know the Ashley Cole move. Well, that's not huh. really much to say. How
3: dare you speak of his game?
2: I was gonna say. <laughs> There's
3: literally. I, listen, I've been in MLS since the beginning. Right. Okay. I've right. been paying attention. I don't think there's ever been a more universally unwanted player It is than Ashley Cole. It, it is. A little- I've never seen a fan base say so much and then opposing fan bases saying – we don't even want this guy in our league, even if it's bad for you. <laughs> so what does that say about the move? Well, first if it's hated by people both in and out of the organization fan bases.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, do, does anybody really love the LA Galaxy's move outside of LA Galaxy fans? I mean, we're we're generally hated by everybody I hate in the, the team
3: regardless. Okay, but that's Mike.
2: that's one play. I don't. I mean, yeah. You I think asked.
3: You said it. I mean,
2: one play. I'm serious. You don't think any, any people thing? happy
3: seeing Mike McGee come to the LA Galaxy? I
2: I think outside of. I think everybody else is going. Why couldn't we've gotten Mike McGee? If the LA Galaxy are gonna get him, why because couldn't we? Because Mike gotten-
3: McGee has enough status that he. First of all, let's not act okay. First of all, not to jump the gun. LA Galaxy re-signed Mike McGee from uh, in a trade in uh, from Chicago Fire on the fourteenth of, of J- January just right. to bring you people up to date. Mike McGee back with the LA Galaxy, and let's not act like this isn't a move full of risk.
2: <laughs> it, oh, super, super huge, massive risk, absolutely. But also, is is this like Bruce Arena just sort of flipping everybody off because it feels
3: like it? it was no, like, it, this is it, Bruce Arena being smartest guy in the room. Well, okay, he, assuming a couple things happen, Josh. Yes, assuming. That they signed him to a incentive, highly incentive based contract. Okay. Yes. That's my first assumption. Okay. That the base pay has been reduced and that it's a highly incentive contract. That makes sense. Free agent if that's the case.
2: Free agent signing. I want to point yeah, out. Free absolutely, agent yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. No. No. Nothing spent. Nothing spent to get him. For kind of a, for a free flyer on that, assuming they got the, the salary down to... I would say even for Mike McGee, 200000 is, is is definitely okay for Mike McGee. Okay. veteran in this league, you got to pay something for him, but you're not going to get that borderline DP money he was getting with Chicago Fire. Okay? Oh, right. So Mike McGee, one of the all-time best high-impact players when games are on the line. Mm-hmm. One of the best playoff players of all time behind Landon Donovan. This is a guy, once again, to to go back to what I said about Jeff Laurentiis, this is a guy that knows how to not be intimidated by environment and step up to the occasion. Once again, setting up for CCL. This is another move saying that Bruce Arena is ready to win now. Mike Mike McGee is healthy now. You don't know if Mike McGee is going to be healthy in May, June. Mm -hmm. That's a risk. Right. You know he's healthy now. He passes fitness tests. You know who he is as a person, who he is as a mindset. This is a guy you bring in for early in the season. Make the CCL run, and if you think you get past that, is a bonus.
2: No, no, I agree with you. Anything you get past, I mean, listen, this is like rolling the dice. You you absolutely said it. He has not been healthy with Chicago. Uh, you know, Chicago spent a ton of money on his designated player contract. This is also, if you remember the the. One of the worst trades the LA Galaxy ever made was getting rid of Mike McGee to bring in Robbie Rogers, except that it worked out pretty well for the LA Galaxy, except for the first year. It worked out extremely well for the LA Galaxy. Now you get to bring them back to you. But like, this is Bruce. You, you're sitting there, and I even asked Chris Klein this question. I goes, This is the LA Galaxy sort of saying, you know, hey, we told you it was going to be all right. Now, if we would have told you at the beginning of the trade that in three years we'd have Mike McGee back and we'd have Robbie Rogers, we'd have both of the players that we, that, you know, the, and, and they'd still be on the team, would that make it okay? I mean, Shrewd. If, Shrewd. We, if we all knew it at the beginning, it And was...
3: in the in between, when what, one championship has even gone or two?
2: uh he missed the 2014 cuz he was uh he was with us for the 2011-2012 so with LA for the 2011-2012 uh championships and then yeah. gone in 2013
3: so uh, in the in the two years gone you get one championship in those two years mm mm-hmm. mhm three but, years technically sorry uh,
2: but it's it's I don't know. This was great. I mean, you you look at how this day came down too. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, but this is obviously the day of the MLS draft. The LA Galaxy have the number number twelve overall pick in the MLS draft in the first round. Okay, it's their only pick basically in the first round. They don't have anything in the second round, and then the third and fourth rounds are done over the phone at a later date. All right. So LA Galaxy trade the number twelve pick in MLS draft to Colorado for targeted allocation money. This is Bruce Arena saying once again, I don't need your draft. I have players that are young that I like. I'm going to keep those guys. Give me targeted allocation money. I'm going to go out go out and get Yelvan down.
3: This, this is two things. Again, this is Bruce Arena's smartest guy in the room. Yeah. This is Bruce Arena reshaping the way teams are going to approach post-seasons. In the entire rest of the future of the MLS Lons, there's a draft. Right. This is a watershed moment for how teams are going to separate themselves in MLS. You are either, A, a team that needs the draft, right, or you're a team that can use the draft. And LA Galaxy is the first postmodern MLS team that is going to use the draft. They are going to say, we don't need it. It's there if we want it, but we don't need the draft. We don't need your draft because we're developing talent that we can, A, sell off to buy other players, right. or B, you fill these young spots... And designate as homegrown players, possibly. And then, obviously, if they're homegrown players, you have salary cap flexibility with them as well. Yep. Bruce Arena has figured out how to use this system. He doesn't need the draft anymore. He turned a 12th round draft pick into Mike McGee.
2: Absolutely. Oh, now, yeah. your
3: future is mortgaged there, but your immediate future is stronger. What and he... that's what Bruce Arena is doing. And it's, it's, the long-term future isn't necessarily mortgaged because he already has kids in the pipeline.
2: See, that's that's sort of, and I think we're going to get into the second segment, sort of my, my theory on, you know, everybody's saying the LA Galaxy are getting too old, and, and I look at all the players they still have, they're so young, and, you know, I'm, I'm I'm feeling okay, we'll talk about it more. Hey, I wanted to key in, though, we were talking about Mike McGee in the playoffs, eight goals and 17 appearances in MLS Cup playoffs, that's what Mike McGee gives you. That's why this was such a good idea. And, and granted, Jared, I don't, I don't want to equate, you know, the number 12 pick with Mike McGee, because I think it's more like the number 12 pick with Yel Van Dam, because I think that's how it actually worked out. But to announce Mike McGee coming to the LA galaxy during the MLS cup draft, it, it, that's genius. Genius. Good job.
3: Bruce Arena dropping a deuce in the middle of the room. Oh,
2: Oh, and then after, and then after he announces Mike McGee and all us LA galaxy fans get, you know, a little, Light, light-headed, a little, little swirling with Mike, Mike McGee coming back. Now, of course, we uh, he announces that he's bringing in a 21-year-old as well, Emmanuel Boatang coming to the LA Galaxy. This is a kid who has played in the uh, in the Swedish division, the top Swedish division for Helsingborgs. Um, he did well there. Um, also, a kid who
3: has. California is, roots. I mean, they, this... they knew about this kid ahead oh. of time. They wanted him back in the day.
2: It seems like that, right? 21 years old, left-footed player, very speedy. That's about all I know. I really haven't seen him play all that much. Um, but this is a kid who now they're willing to sort of take a chance on at 21 years old. International spot being used. Um, don't want to sort of downplay that importance right now because the LA Galaxy looking tight on international spots as we move
3: forward. Well, they also moved for, made the move to release by releasing and trading Juninho, who is not on our list here. Uh, that is freeing up international spots.
2: I think Juninho had his green card. You'd be surprised at how many oh, players— Oh, you're right. I think he did. Yeah. You're right. Robbie Keane has his green card. I mean, there's, there's a ton of LA Galaxy players who have green cards. If you're worried about the LA Galaxy and international spots and the LA Galaxy— don't seem worried about international spots. Count on somebody getting their green card. That's what I. That's uh, what I always say.
3: One move that we didn't ad- address, we should probably cover. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, January 11th, uh, LA Galaxy re-signed Allen Gordon. Yes. Uh, obviously, once again, shrewd. Okay. Granted, I bet you it was renegotiated contract. I bet you it was uh, probably not quite for the money he was making previously. But again, what do you need to win a CCL? Impact players.
1: Impact players. Impact
3: players. Grown-ass men that have been there before and know what they're doing. Guys that aren't going to wilt under pressure. There may be no better pressure player, impact player in MLS than Alan Gordon.
2: I, I couldn't even disagree with you even a little bit. He's 34 years old. Listen, you're talking about age, 34, but he's a super sub. He's not a starter, although he made 29 appearances in the 2015 season, seven starts during that time, all right? Most of those starts, probably with the CCL. Um, but also came as a starter whenever there were international absences. He scored 10 goals across all competitions in those 29 appearances. So at 34 years old, I mean, how can you not bring him back onto this team? One locker room guy, great locker room guy. Unbelievable. Well,
3: this, this is Bruce Arena changing the way teams look at the CCL as well. I know I'm talking about all the different things Bruce Arena. I'm and like I'm a fanboy right now, but there's a lot to be a fan of right now. And for the longest time... When MLS teams fail in ML- CCL, we've looked at two things, fitness and the bench depth of MLS teams and how they can't compete in position 12 through 19 right. on a roster.
2: Yep, that's the big one. So ones. what
3: does Bruce Arena do in this? He's basically saying kind of to a certain extent, F fitness to a certain extent. I mean, he may, if he brings in uh, deyoung De and uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley Cole and now with Van Dam, these are guys who are playing in Europe. Boatane playing in Europe. These guys don't have to worry about fitness as much. Ashley Cole's still a question mark. Okay, if he yes. comes in because he's not playing and not featuring for Roma. Okay. He's not so, even on
2: their their roster. He can technically not even play, by the way. Just just wanted to point that out. He's not even on their roster. He can't play. So obviously fitness
3: is an issue there. Okay. But what he's doing is saying that I'm gonna find a way to get my eleven my twelve through nineteen deeper by going older. So he's technically possibly mortgaging the MLS season for this because how much are these guys, McGee, uh Gordon, these guys 32, 33, 34 plus that are now a part of your team, how much are you going to get of them down the road? Right. You know, at, at, at the back into the season. But if you could win CCL, I asked, I asked LA Galaxy fans. Would you take a early exit playoff run or maybe even missing of the playoffs in exchange for a CCL win? I I would. Just just I would too.
2: I, I, that's me. I I don't know how. I mean, you know, I'm also of the opinion as we get further on that I want to win everything. So I, I understand that I'm going to shift that direction as we keep going. But right now, um, I'll take the CCL. Absolutely. And this is
3: the one thing Bruce Arena doesn't have in 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 this in the in this region. Now, granted, he has the older version of this. He wanted DC United. Back in the 90s. Right. And the LA but,
2: Galaxy have one of these older version trophies as well.
3: Exactly. But they don't have the new Champions League version. So this is the one thing Bruce Green doesn't have. Is he maybe being a little bit vain? A little bit pursuing what he wants and what he wants for his career? Possibly. But if it lines up with what the fan base wants too, more power to him.
2: I I absolutely agree. All right, another thing we have to talk about: player additions, um, the extended contracts that Bruce Arena and the LA Galaxy have offered out. Robbie Rogers at 28 years old, he'll be he all he signed an extended contract. Jose Villarreal, 22 years old, and Rafael Garcia, 27 years old, all signed extended contracts with the LA Galaxy, which means that usually an extended contract doesn't just give them a year. Usually that means two more years, Jared. And whenever you get two more years um, out of these players, I think those are all really good signings. I mean, you look at Rafael Garcia is probably the one guy who everybody's saying, how did he get an extended contract? The man works harder than everybody else on the training field. And whenever he comes in, he gives 100% and they need that depth there. And we talk about depth. This LA Galaxy team, Jared, whenever you start laying it out, may be the deepest team I've ever seen if the signings come in that we expect to come in.
3: Well, I think in those that trio you just mentioned, is the is the, the surprise for me. And not because they shouldn't sign him to extended contract. I'm perhaps surprised that Villarreal was willing to sign an extended contract right. because this is a guy that very quickly could get Luis Gill syndrome. If he's not being used, if he's not being featured, you have to ask yourself, how long do you stay in a situation before you move someplace where you're going to get more time? And Villarreal has to be having those guys in his entourage and his posse saying, listen, dude, all you need is time. They won't give it to you. You know, you know how good you could be if you had time. So, First of all, applause to the Galaxy training staff and management staff that are keeping this kid's head in the game and keeping him willing to work instead of taking greener pastures elsewhere or trying to opt out to something else. Um, because I think this is kind of a coup, to be honest with you, to be able to keep him at this rate because he's behind Jossie Zardes. Uh, he's potentially behind Boateng. We'll see what he, what he does when he gets in. Mike McGee. If you have a if you're late in the game, who, which one are you going to bring off the bench? Mike McGee or or, or Via Real? Yeah, I guess it depends the situation, but I think Mike McGee has the pedigree that you're going to go with him. He's got Giovanni dos Santos ahead of him at certain positions, depending on where he plays. He's got a lot of work to do this season, and I'm a bit surprised that he was willing to go through with it.
2: It's going to be interesting to see how much playing time he gets, whether or not he spends a lot of time with LA Galaxy 2. I, I think that's sort of a question for uh, Tang as well, whether or not he's going to be spending a lot of time with LA Galaxy 2. There's a bunch of players again, you know, starting 11 is great. You get the you get the, uh, the dressed 18 every, uh, every game. So you're going to want to watch that as well, but really it's going to be watching some of these players who are sort of on the cusp between those two and what Bruce Arena needs each game and whether or not they're going to see times with the USL division and LA Galaxy 2 going forward. We'll finish Finish up sort of our wrap up here on January 19th, the LA Galaxy draft. Josh Turnley in the third round of the 2016 MLS Super Draft. Exactly. That's all you need to know. Probably an LA Galaxy 2 player. That's my guess. But I will tell you this. At least Bruce drafted somebody and thought enough to draft somebody in the third round because in the fourth round he passed. All right. Bruce Arena draft picks, pass. Thank you very much. Have a nice day.
3: Yeah. If his guy's there, he'll take him.
2: That's all it was. That's all it was. And he's,
3: he's got a great track record in the playoff, in the draft, too. I mean, plucking out Omar Gonzalez, A.J. De La Garza. I mean, he's, he's done was, a good job. With, that was with really the just
2: one year. When you look at Bruce Serena in the
3: draft and what he's done, one year. Sean Franklin the year before that.
2: Yeah, but I, he wasn't involved with that because— Oh, that, you're right. That,
3: that was— Yeah, it was 2008.
2: Uh, that was Gullit on, on accident. I don't think it was Yallop, I think it was Gullit. Yeah, I, I think. Gullit? Gullit. Gullit. Anyway, yeah, so so that's how it goes. Then, of course, we get to today. As we're recording, January 26th, the LA Galaxy announced the worst-kept secret in Major League Soccer, shi- signing Yel Van Damme. Um, a gentleman with a little bit of a storied past here, Jared. Uh, uh, some Some racism allegations, but also a guy who so far... Who has talked to fans on Instagram and I think on Facebook Messenger and some other places where it's been posted? But this guy seems like he's ready to go for the LA Galaxy. It's it's kind of a mixed bag right now.
3: Um, tough one, tough right. one, tough one, tough one, because I don't have any first account account of anything that's going on. Everything I know is secondhand, told me by people. And as far as I know, I think it's a legend. I I, I don't know that there's anything. He apologized that has any legs. for
2: it. He apologized for it. Okay. So I I don't know. Again, do you apologize to just to apologize, or, you know, this was uh, a rumored 2009 incident. This is in the, uh, the Belgian League. This is with—
3: I, I don't want to give the guy a pass, though. You should I don't want to give the guy a pass, because I, I, I don't—like I said, I'm woefully ignorant of what this is regarding. Okay. Woefully.
2: Right, right. Well, this this involved, and the whole reason that I think this is even such a, a much larger issue, one, because it's the United States and we take this a lot more seriously than perhaps some of the Belgian League, all right? But also because if you uh, if you look at who this alleged racism was pointed at, it was Aguchi Onyehu, the former U.S. men's national team player. Um, I would say out of favor, U.S. men's national team player. I don't want to act like he's never going to come back, but I don't think he's ever coming back. Um. You know, it, it's it's interesting that it's sort of carried this way. Now, again, Chris Klein sat in this in this studio right here, talked to me. Now, the the question was in relation sort of to Ashley Cole, but he covered both bases here. He says the LA Galaxy do a tremendous amount of research before they sign any players, Jared, and that they did a lot of work. Uh, looking at Yel van Dam, and even now you've, I think LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano has posted on LA Galaxy dot com that Bruce Arena had talks with Aniyahu. He had talks with you know the uh, the coaches, the players that have played against him, uh, Yel himself. All of these different things have sort of come through, and they feel confident in signing him. And so, if that's the case, I feel like the LA Galaxy is more equipped to do homework on this than I am. I. I I'm I'm at least willing to entertain the fact that he, I'm going to reserve judgment he has to behave i mean bottom line is that if anything happens the leash has to be shorter oh super short it's zero it, there's no there's no leash how about that it's like this little tiny 1 inch leash there's the, if he and wiggles it doesn't too much.
3: help the dude look the dude just looks racist <laughs>
2: I was gonna say, he. I it, mean, that guy's straight out of right.
3: American History X.
2: Right? It is. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Definitely. Definitely. But it's gonna depend on how how he reacts here in Major League Soccer. Listen, he's gonna be in a multicultural locker room. I said it on Twitter. Uh, there's gonna be no place for him if he's gonna be racist. There's going to be no place for him to be racist, especially not in Los Angeles. I feel like there is – I don't want to say that there – it's harder. Somebody said this on Twitter, and I think I agreed. I think it's harder to be racist in Los Angeles than it is other places in the world.
3: Man, um, if he can't tolerate people by color of skin, what's he going to think of Robbie Rogers?
2: <laughs> that's – exactly, right? Because you put him
3: in that locker room in that situation. It has to be the one of the most – like, it has to be one of the most – uh, I would say accepting locker rooms in the league because they ha- they have so much diversity and that's why I think one of the things that makes the team so great, to be honest with you, is that the team didn't miss a beat, didn't miss a beat when Robbie Rogers came out here as an as an out as an out player. Nope. You know, and 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 I, I, I and I hope. And then when you say they do the research and everything like that, I, I I believe you because I don't think that they would do something to jeopardize that. I mean, there's enough defenders in the world that. You could grab someone else right. and not jeopardize that.
2: Right. Well, the the other story, if you look on the football playing side here, is that he, he used targeted allocation money. Now, remember, the LA Galaxy traded the number 12 MLS draft pick to Colorado for targeted allocation money. So they got more than the $800,000 that is uh, allocated to each team per year for the next, I think, two or three or four. No, five years. For the next well, five years. Well, plus what
3: they came back in getting rid of Omar, who was being bought down by Tam. Well, it
2: basically, they, but it's a zero-sum game. It's still 800000 because basically they didn't use any on Omar, so now you have zero. I think they used all of it on Omar, is what no, i was
3: saying. The no, there's the initial Tam, and then they, there's the influx of new Tam this season, right? So they may, you're right, there could, you know
2: what, I've never even thought about it that way. There could still be some left over, but I'm pretty sure they had to use all of it on
3: Omar. You do have to use all of it or you lose it. Uh, this, but there's been two different influxes.
2: There is the first one, which is what the LA Galaxy used to pay down Omar Gonzalez, was supposed to be spaced out, I think, over three years, but you could use all of it at once, type of thing, right? I mean, listen. It's, it's Major League Soccer, and the rules get confusing even for me, and I follow it all the time, okay? So anyway, so you're looking at, let's say the LA Galaxy have $900,000 in TAM, if they got $100,000 from Colorado, who is probably never going to use their TAM, alright? So now the LA Galaxy have used some TAM on Yellow Van Dam. We don't know how much, but it's important to focus on only because the LA Galaxy are still in pursuit of uh, Nigel De Jong, and if you're after De Jong, then you have to understand that that is a full TAM position there. You're looking at giving him possibly 1.1 $1. 1 to $1. 1.2 million dollars a year and you have to use that max salary I really budget i wish
3: you had said full tam job full tam job you would have
2: liked that a lot more. well
3: uh, actually well, the way you said it, that sounds kind of dirty <laughs> i've met like a part tam job and a full tam job you <laughs> may sound like right given a dude a tam job
2: of course that's that's what we do in mls all right so anyway uh with major league soccer um and and tam now now i'm now we're going to try to focus again. I'll try to bring you all back. But anyway, with Tam, that you have to expect that Nigel De is going to command most of that. Okay, so if the LA Galaxy are still in the running, hopefully for there's this,
3: none left for Ashley Cole.
2: I don't. Ashley Cole's not going to use any.
1: Oh god, dang. That
2: means Zero DP. Zero. I I would expect that Ashley Cole's salary, and I've said this before, and this is according to sources that I've talked to as well as people that I know. Uh, that the and it's been reported widely by Kevin Baxter of the LA Times. I mean, it's not a secret that Ashley Cole's uh, signing will be under the max budget, which is four hundred fifty three thousand dollars and some change. Okay, under that, and I believe it's around three hundred thousand dollars. I believe Jeff Carlisle said of ESPN FC said it's a so technically they have DP 000.
3: spot free still.
2: Still, well, no, there's no DPS free because we have all three DPS.
3: Oh, I apologize because I was thinking Omar about the way yeah by Tam. you got
2: about Dan, saying. so we we basically have Tam positions now again, Yell takes up some of that tam, and uh Deyong will take up all the rest of it if that happens. but at thirty one years of age, uh nigel deyong is is the key sort of cog in this particular wheel that the l a galaxy sort of need to land because as you said. Jeff Laurent, what's probably not a starter for the entire year at 32 years of age. Now, granted, uh, DeYoung, 31. But between them, platooning that, behind Steven Gerrard, who's not going to start every game as well, um, you...
3: Uh, I was really hoping your were in that sentence would never going to start Sorry. again.
2: No, no, he's not going to... Uh. Bruce has said that Robbie Keane and... Uh, and Steven Gerrard and probably Ashley Cole, he'll add him to that list whenever they get it. But whenever they start that, that they're not going to start every game. And so if they're not going to start every game, then you're going to have to have pieces that rotate in and out of that. And so that is where Jeff Laurentowitz
3: comes and in. That's where the contract extension of guy, like Jose Villarreal, becomes a reality.
2: There you go. So there's going to be lots of moving parts here. We'll go over some of the depth of this LA Galaxy team because I think some of you will be surprised if the if the rumors are true, if everything comes through... With the LA Galaxy um, signing some players, the LA Galaxy have some monumental death. But what we're going to do, let's go ahead and take a little break first, all right? We're going to go ahead and take a break. Whenever we get back, we have a lot more LA Galaxy talk to get to, including your calls. We want to hear from you. All our LA Galaxy listeners about what you think about this team. Whether or not you you think this team is being constructed correctly, not correctly. We've got a lot to get to, so please come back and join us. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
1: on the things I want more than hashtag corner of the galaxy. Hello everybody and welcome back to corner
2: of the galaxy on 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 cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, Mr. Jared DuBois in the house with you once again. We're uh, we're waiting for your calls now. It's 949-734-4217 if you want to call into the show. Talk to us about anything LA Galaxy related, whether or not you think the good signings are good, the bad signings are bad, or anything else in between. I sort of wanted to get into we depth if we're, while we're waiting to see if we have any calls, Jared. Um, the, like I said, the LA Galaxy depth chart is, is kind of crazy, especially if you add Cole and, and, and DeJong in this. But I'll, I'll say, give me any position, and I can tell you that we're at least three deep at that position. Goalkeeper. Uh, goalkeeper. Uh, you have Kennedy, Rowe, and Diop. All right. Technically, you can go four deep if you put Mike McGee in there, but of course, that's a joke. But kind of center back, center back right now. So right center back or left center back, either Doesn't one matter to me. All right. So you got De La Garza could possibly be that starting center back if you think that Ashley Cole is coming in that moves Robbie Rogers over to right back. So you would have Delagarza or possibly Van Dam, Leonardo, Lorentowicz can play center back. Romney, Steris, all of those guys can play. I think that's thin. You think that's
3: thin? I think that's thin after the first two.
2: You can rotate a whole bunch of players. You have Leonardo in there as well. You have Because Leonardo, technically you, have you only three. have one
3: true center back in everything you just said. Who do, who do you think is the true
2: center back? Van Damme. Van Damme. And he's mostly a left back, by the way. He's going to convert to center back.
3: Okay. So you have A.J. De La Garza. Is he a true center back?
2: I think he's more of a center back than he is right back, although he certainly plays well on the right side. the right me, side.
3: This. He's not a classic center back.
2: No, because he's tiny. I Jeff get into converted, Je- converted. Absolutely. Leonardo, Dave, though.
3: Dave Romney, that's technically a left back too, right?
2: Uh, Romney plays center back more than anything else. I know he played some, some left back, but he is a center back more than anything and he has the size for it. So I'd say Romney is a center back. Leonardo was the best defender as voted by the press last year for the LA galaxy. Now that yeah, just sort listen,
3: of, sh- and I and I would definitely put him in there. I think he, I agree with that opinion. To be honest with you,
2: yeah, I, and I had no problems with it. I mean, that I voted that way. Everybody knows that I voted that way, and and it just sort of showed how maybe how poor the LA Galaxy uh, uh, defense was last year. That Leonardo was the strongest, but he played well. I'm not going to say he didn't. No, so. I,
3: I think that's a, definitely one of the key uh, parts of last season. But I just, I'm going to go record. I think center backs a little bit thin, just because. It's had a lot of changeover. Bruce Arena rotates center backs like they're nothing. Yes. I mean, he drives a lot of different combinations back there, which part of me likes because then you can play matchup games. Right. But I also think it doesn't help breed consistency. Uh, And we'll see how A.J. Dillard Garza does with playing long-term without Omer Gonzalez. If he plays center back, that is the classic combo that's been working for what six years now, seven yeah, years yeah,
2: since two thousand nine, really. I mean, whenever you look at it, although um, years although AJ played a little bit of the outside back whenever they first came in and and all that stuff. So, um, you, you listen, I, I just I think I mean you look at you know right mid with uh, Giovanni dos Santos, Jace uh, Zardes, Baggio Husic, you can play Mike McGee there. You have Jose Villarreal. you have Bradford Jamison fourth. I mean, that's legit. Yeah, Sebastian Legette can play right back. He can also play in that. Oh, in I'm sorry, our, I thought you said yeah. right mid. No, right mid. No, you're right. Right mid. Um, Right mid, you could put Legette in there, but he's played a lot of uh, left mid, right? Yeah, so, but at
3: some point, you've got to think you're stacking up with left-sided players. Robbie Rogers, yep. you guys, is he going to be a right back? Maybe. Maybe If, if Cole right comes back. in, are you gonna it, pay
2: Cole three hundred thousand dollars and then sit him on the bench? That's that's sort. And I want to no, say no, yes. No, obviously
3: not. I'm just saying, is that Robbie Rogers' new position? I mean, you have AJ Delagarz who I think is a better fullback defensively than Robbie Rogers. Robbie Rogers better going forward. Right. But if I tend to go a little bit more defensive minded when I pick it, with we'll pick out lineup in my head, so I would take AJ Delagarz at right back over over Robbie Rogers. Um, does that mean then you Robbie Rogers finds his way into midfield? That didn't work too well for him down the stretch of it his didn't. career. He's he's had a lot more success since converting back to to the fullback position. Early in his career, yes. Columbus crew, early years, very good at the midfield role. But I think at some point he lost a step there. So, I mean, is he gonna overtake Sebastian Legit in mid, left midfield? No. Well, if you bring Gio dos De, Santos into the midfield, is he gonna displace him at right midfield? No. I mean, no. he's got is he even better than Jose Vieira Royal if you're talking about midfielders or Giasi Zardes if you talk about midfielders.
2: Well, I think the big thing with Sebastian Legette right now is whether or not he can be consistent across the whole season. Because we saw him come on with the LA Galaxy, uh, join the team a little bit uh at the beginning of the year, you know, still into the season, uh ran rampant through the uh through MLS and scored a whole bunch of goals and was just this fire and then unfair. fell off a cliff.
3: I think that's unfair. I actually think it's a little bit lazy. Yeah. Because I think if you're looking at just his stats, that's a fair that's fair. But I don't think that is entirely fair because I don't think his level dipped towards the end of the season. I think he still played well. Okay. I just don't think that Galaxy capitalized on chances.
2: That could be hey, listen, there were a lot of reasons the LA Galaxy, you know, crashed out of the playoffs towards the end. If you look at the middle of the summer, even with Giovanni Dos Santos comes in and the LA Galaxy, you know, completely crushed some teams, there were signs there this LA Galaxy team was perfectly well positioned. To win Supporter Shield at one point and to go I deep in the playoffs. I hate that
3: too. I hate that too. I keep hearing that narrative. We were in the Supporter Shield leading with a couple weeks to go, but they were playing like crap, Josh. They were. They were playing like crap at the top. Well,
2: that,
1: it,
3: and so it's it was a statistically the statistically correct thing you can say, but anyone who had eyeballs knows that that team was playing like crap.
2: They were not playing well down the stretch. Absolutely. Did you know Giovanni? I, I was looking at this only because somebody had put up the question. Giovanni Dos Santos only played, only had the ability to play in seven home games. And granted, I was only counting home games. I didn't see it. There, he didn't play in a lot. Of, I mean, you look at when he joined home the team. Teams
3: aren't the problem. Home games aren't the problem, though.
2: <laughs> I, uh... They, they were. They were. If you look at Portland and what happened down the stretch, um, the LA Galaxy fell flat. I... I can't explain it because quite honestly, I think that they really did play okay in the middle of the season. But you're absolutely right. They played to say great
3: th- in the middle of the season. That's the part they, that's they so run... worrisome. Is how can this team be the same one?
2: Did you like how um, did you like how we did a podcast? Not you, you weren't involved, but I did a podcast. I think it was a corner of the galaxy from the box, which which actually asked the question, is this the best LA Galaxy team ever? Right in the middle
3: of the season. At that moment, I think for that snapshot in time, it probably was, to they be honest were, with you. But I amazing. think I think one of the main issues that I had down the stretch is that early on, the influx of Dos Santos and even on court, back on the back of Legette, who was kind of peaking at that same moment, right. you took a lot of teams by surprise. They didn't know how to game plan for L.A. yet. And I think Bruce Arena didn't pull the switch on moving Giovanni Dos Santos to the midfield at the right time of season. I think that switch had to be switched earlier because what ended up happening is as teams found out how to game plan and isolate Giov- Giovanni Dos Santos, he would go absent. They figured out how to cut the ball off to him. Right. I mean, the, he would see huge stretches of time without touching the ball. Right. So I think that was one of the really big aspects right there, and I think this season he moves him mm-hmm. back. It'll be a little bit better.
2: All right, we have a caller, 909. Who's this? I
0: don't hey, know. guys. Uh, this is Javi over here in Dallas.
2: Hey, Javi, how's it going? I
3: like that he's in Dallas, but he's got a nine hundred nine number. Everybody, keeping it real.
2: Everybody takes their cell phone with them now, Jared. That's how it works. It doesn't matter where you're from. Wherever you started with your cell phone, that's where it came from. Javi, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Yeah, I mean,
0: why are you going to have a landline, right? That's right. Carry that, the cell phone with you.
2: That's right. What do you got?
0: Well, so so we're all following the Young thing, right? And you know following what's going on in the Italian media so their GM Milan's GM just said a couple of days ago that De Jong and, and uh, Diego Lopez are staying right so so let's say we don't get De Jong right so who do you pair next to Gerard Gerard traditionally i think looks better in a diamond maybe with two supporting midfielders how do how do we line up Gerard in a 4-4-2. You, 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 what do you guys think? Yeah, go ahead, Jared. I,
3: I, th- I think if that's the way you have to play him and you don't have Young, he's not at the top of that diamond. He's at the rear of that diamond.
2: You, so you I, would put him defensive, Jared?
3: If that what? was the case, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that... Honestly, I don't think he has the legs to go both ways anymore. I, I'm, yeah, not convinced, I'm I'm not convinced of what I saw from him creatively last season at all. So why not put him in a position where he can do less tracking back and forth, less of responsibility in the in the attack. He's intelligent enough to position himself well. It's the same thing as with Jeff Laurentowitz. What Jeff Laurentowitz have to give you? Positioning. Right. Okay. And so I think and listen, I'm just down on Gerard. So that listen, I'll I'll, be, I'll, I'll own that right from the start. But with the young, I do want to say this. Uh, Javi, you ever bought a house? Yeah. Okay did you ever know a real estate broker that didn't have another offer on the table when you were buying your house? Okay. So let's, 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 let's be really, let's be sincere here for a second. What's coming out of AC Milan is what you expect from a team that may not be getting the value they want for their player.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's the realest thing. You got
0: anything else, Javi? No, that's it, man. I just want to hear what you guys have to say on that.
2: Awesome, man. Well, we certainly appreciate the call. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, okay. Nine oh nine representing. Nine oh nine, right there in the house for you. But he brings up a good point. I mean, what happens if you don't get Nigel De Jong? Are, are you going to be
3: upset? You got money to play with. You do. You have Tam. But- I mean, I I think then in the short term, you bring Jeff Laurentwitz in and you play a flat, you play a flat midfield, same as you did last year with Janino and Gerard, Or the other option is. This is a way that you can get a lot of these guys on the field at once. You play Gerard on the back end of a diamond. Right. I understand. Listen, I understand. No one's going to like that. I'm not saying it's what you should do. I'm just saying yeah, what you I may hate have it. to do. I hate it. <clears throat> and you play Giovanni Dos Santos in front of him. Okay. You go Giovanni Dos Santos, the keys to the castle. He's a DP. Right. No, he he's is. He's playing a lot of money, and he's a creative player, and he has the ability to do this. Right. You give, him a, you give him the middle of the field where he he it would be almost impossible to deny him the ball. When he's playing out on the flank up front, he's got the offside line that takes one part of the field away from him. He's got a sideline that's taking another bit of field from him. Now, when he receives the ball, he's getting it out wide, which could be a good thing. But if you're on the left side, Splash and the Jets already in that space. He loves the sideline. So I think by putting him more central in that role, you will give him a more a, – a more, ability to put his stamp on the game. Now then the problem becomes is he ready for that? Can he do that? In a league as physical as MLS because I don't think he's the type of guy that takes a hit well. Yeah. And when teams start spelling that, guess what they start doing? They foul the crap of you. you see San Jose games last year?
2: Yep. Yep. No, I no I get it. I, I worry though if you're putting Steven Gerrard in any position to track back, that your defense is going to suffer horribly, and the, I think that's a big reason the LA Galaxy.
3: I, I so agree, but here's the problem: you got you got you got like a six million dollar paperweight on your team. <laughs> yeah.
2: It seems that way, doesn't it?
3: It does. It, what What's his best role? Tell me.
2: No, I mean, if you put it... See, here's the thing. I think people are willing to give up attacking prowess with Steven Gerrard, right? And I think that they're okay with that as long as there's some defensive cover for him and you try to put Jeff Laurentowitz. But the fact is that Laurentowitz would have to cover so much ground uh, behind Steven Gerrard that you that you honestly don't think that... I honestly don't know that you can do it. The same with DeJong. Now, people have been throwing out some awesome lineups that have, you know, 4-3-3s three, and... Uh, let's you see. could play.
3: You could play. With, uh, you could play a three-five-two in the in this. I think and get away with it if you played AJ La Garza, Van Dam and either Ashley andor and or Robbie Rogers across the back. Right. And you play two. You play Gerard and Laurentwitz in a bucket with G- with Giovanni dos Santos in front of them.
2: Yeah, and, and that could work because then you you look at the other side of that with Leggett obviously adding some some speed out there. So I mean that could work. The problem is that you and I both know Bruce Arena likes the four-four-two. In fact, he doesn't just like the four-four-two. It's his favorite thing in the whole wide
3: world. and despite, Me too. Me and, too. And listen, don't let's not lie. It's the missionary <laughs> position of formations. It is, but but, but it gets but the job done. there's a reason why this thing's been around for a long time. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All right. So um, let's see. I, I don't think we have any more calls. If we do, you can hit us up before we get on out of here. 949-734-4217. We're going to be rack- wrapping up the podcast here in just a couple minutes. I wanted to go over some things as far as Corner of the Galaxy announcements, as far as things we want to get out to you. I wanted to remind you, CCL tickets on sale for February 24th, Concacaf Champions League versus Santos Laguna at StubHub Center. This is something that you're going to want to be at. Make sure, I and
3: don't... I believe that's the team that Jorge Villafano went to.
2: It could be, and I don't know my Liga MX, so you possibly know. So better than uh, me. you
3: could see a, uh, a former MLS player. That's a guy that would be really essential in that game. A guy that really knows how to take it to LA Galaxy and how to mark him I... for both his days at Chivas and his days with the Portland Timbers.
2: I believe Santos Laguna um, just won their first game of the season. Uh, yeah, there's only been week. like three. Yes, but, you know, still, that's good that they're not, like, start out 3-0. and I would rather that than, you know, I'd rather them just win their first game after three games than have, being 3-0 and and already being on a roll. So, obviously, the LA Galaxy playing catch up on this one. Uh, the Excuse me, the other things that we have to announce, FC Chirac at StubHub Center on Saturday, January 30th. That's coming up this Saturday at 7 p.m. I will be there at that game, of course. Uh, if if you'll remember, back in 2014, these two sides met. Recording a 2-1 victory over the Armenian side, of the LA Galaxy goals from Giles Zardes and Throwback Samuel. Samwell scored a goal in this game. Is what, that
3: that Brazilian dude that had like two left feet? He had
2: he had two left feet and everything else in between, and you know we seem to only get the uh, that guy blew that he was really really. bad. It's harder.
3: But, but, I mean, if you, people remember that came as a three-way <laughs> that did. That, w- that was Leonardo Janinho, and Samwell all coming over. No, the that, was that was Kazumba.
2: That was Kazumba. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, Samwell was the other one. All right, we got a call six two six. Who's this? Hello six two six. Oh, they teased me. They started and, and then they did. They didn't want to talk to me. That's what all
3: happens when you take calls not from the nine hundred nine.
2: I I understand. Six two six, call back. We'll put you back on. If, if well, oh, Samuel,
3: get... he was the Brazilian striker. He was the Brazilian. He's the guy striker. that tried to do the rainbow flick.
2: He and it succeeded in this game, and we were all like, "Oh, Samuel, we love him. He's gonna be great." Yeah, then, he was yeah. kind of thick through the butt. Yeah, he was a little bit. He was he was that thick one. All right, That's, we're hey, gonna, listen. I pay attention to these things. We're gonna try again. Six two six. Are you there? Yeah. All right. Who's this?
0: John
2: Cena. No, of course it is.
0: It's Mingo. Hey Mingo, what's um, up, buddy? There's trainer trailer right here, you know. Go um, go for it. As far as I, have, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm actually really excited about Van Damme coming to the team. Yeah. I honestly think he, I, I I honestly think this guy is going to be a good acquisition. I mean, he already is, so it's going to be a good acquisition for the season. He's going to be a bully because what it is in the defense, we always get punked in the back. Right. Look at Omar, six foot four giant. Look at Charter, He's like what well, five one, and this guy's punking and beats him in the air. He's like, come on. Yep. Do you guys see that video of that? The who spoke for the Vondan, <laughs> right? This guy in the air. He's gonna be MLS's Pepe. That's what we need.
3: He's. He, I, I. wouldn't like. I wouldn't be mad. at A little bit of Pepe. A little bit Aurelian colin because that's kind of what the role he's kind of filled to a certain extent when during his time here. And if you remember back in the day, I mean Dan Callishman, that guy would throw an elbow. He didn't care. I mean we had sure, some guys back in the so day that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. We had some guys back in the day that would do that, and I think there's a new breed of millennial playing out there that doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know what? Listen, I ain't saying be racist, but I'm saying hurt some feelings on the on with your elbows. Of course, yeah.
0: You gotta make it known that he's on the team. You know what I mean? They gotta respect the galaxy. That's one thing that people lost toward the end of the season. They lost respect for the greatest team in the MLS.
2: Man, I, I hate and, and, and not just that. that, that yeah, they're not just gonna that, reg-
0: they're, gonna reg- they, they're gonna regret everything. They, they're gonna regret everything they said. We're going to win it, everything this year, and the first thing we're going to do was the CCL.
2: Hey, tell, go ahead. G- give me the CCL stuff again. Tell, tell me where people can, hey, can join I you. Hey, I like
0: that. I was getting to that. Actually, speaking of CCL, we've got a good group going out there. Um, actually, on Saturday after the game, we're going to be meeting up in the ACB section. We're on the movement of getting a bus from Monterey to Torreon, like a 40-seat bus. We still have about 20, 15, 20 seats left. Uh, come by. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Osman Pena. <clears throat> also, uh, my boy Colin. I don't know is that, but I I can post it on there. Uh, feel free to hit us up. The more people go, the merrier. You know what I mean? Yep, it's absolutely. Be the first step for uh, success. We're gonna win it all this year. Why not have it be your first game in Mexico? I, I, where we need to win.
3: I, I, I got I, I gotta ask you one, th- one question. Oh, oh you know what?
0: Sorry,
2: I dropped him. That was oh, me. No, man. I'm horrible. I'm, I'm a mean person. I'm sorry.
3: Dude, man, you must be the worst oh. lover.
2: I just right in the middle. Just done. That's it. That's how. That's how And your timing blows.
3: I, I, I wasn't w- asking for 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 a for a pigmented challenged man like Here, myself. Don't worry. Don't can worry. Can he
2: guarantee me safety? Hold on. Hold on. One more time. Mingo. Mingo. Jared has yeah. a question for you. I'm sorry. That was me. Mingo, go ahead. Jared.
3: Mingo, I got a question. I, I, I'm pigmentedly challenged. Okay. Um, my my skin's well. Uh, it, it's white like like Snow White. Okay. So you, can you guarantee my me food. safety on that bus?
0: Of course, I mean, it did, course. you got me right.
3: You got me. You got my back.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, that's then the that's what I'm saying. Safety is the last thing you should worry about. Why go somewhere? We're not going to go anywhere. You know what it's going
2: to be. I feel time
3: safer time. with you on that bus, Migo, than I feel at Rose Bowl with USA Mexico's playing.
2: Yeah, I, I, nah, I would probably too. Nah,
0: that game was booty. I was
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mingo, I got to go, buddy. Okay. We got, we got to wrap it up. All right, I'll talk to you later. All
0: right. Yeah, follow us on Twitter to get information. that's all rolled. All right. Never
2: been Thanks, Mingo. Talk to you later. All right. All right, there's mango. He, you know what? He calls, uh, he calls almost every show, which I I appreciate because he always reminds me that CCL is coming and and that people should pay attention to that. All right,
3: people should pay attention to
2: it. They this is a great deal if you want to do it. I mean, if you're looking to travel, if you want a once in a lifetime experience, going down to Torreone, that's 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 where it's gonna be right now. I mean, versus Dude, Santos. I wish my up. life was
3: in a place where I could just go do that. I mean, for someone out there, if you if you're like 25 and you got like a server job or something like that. I mean, make this happen. You don't want everyone to look back and say like, man, now that I got kids, I can't do this stuff. Go do this stuff.
2: I absolutely. Hey, if you can do it, go get out there and do it. Absolutely. So we have those two things. FC Chirac on January 30th. That is absolutely something that you're going to want to be at just because it's soccer and, you know, the LA Galaxy are back. You're going to see your first look at some of these players. Uh, The LA Galaxy have a media day tomorrow. I'm going to try to be there for you guys. Uh, This is a Wednesday media day on the 27th, so uh, keep your eyes open for that. Obviously, this podcast comes out on that day, so, of course, all the information will be open. Wanted to give a shout-out to some of my new writers, some of the returning writers we have for Corner of the Galaxy. A ton of people have signed up to volunteer their services for this season, the 2016 season. Uh, Stephen Brandt is new since the end of the season. Uh, Brittany Campbell is going to be our staff photographer, so look for Brittany out there as well. Uh, Shandrimo returns. James Glass is brand new to the LA Galaxy or Corner of the Galaxy here here uh, in 2016. Uh, James Gang is is a returner. We got Joey Redman, who's brand new. Davis Rothman, 13-year-old Davis Rothman is on our list. Absolutely. Absolutely, Davis Rothman is on our list here. I want him
3: rating like... I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely want him rating or counting how many people are on their phones at the game. I want him giving me that like young man perspective. He's I, Davis is I all want about him, that. I want him as a report from a ball boy. I want a day-in-the-life story of a ball boy. That's Davis, Davis can do that. Not only that, but
2: he can tell you all the transfer news across soccer, the world of soccer, because I talked to him and he told me all that. Uh, I want a
3: guy in the ju- locker room that's junk high. <laughs>
2: Bobby Siberia is, is of course, returning as our researcher. Kyle Senekoff, even though he went to University of Arizona, still smart enough to write for Corner of the Galaxy, so we'll let him do that. And, of course, Wendy Thomas returning as a co-host and as editor of cornerofthegalaxy.com. Jared Dubois co-host, Corey Ritzow co-host, uh, Adam Serrano co-host as well, so we have a bunch of shows still on tap for you in 2016. Jared, is there possibly anything else we could talk about before we get out of here? I don't know. You want to talk about Trump? No, I really don't. So, why don't you tell me, everybody me where either. they can find you?
3: You can get me on Twitter at JRodius, J R O D I U S. You can also get me part time, retired at the Best Soccer Show. Sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not, but when I'm there. I'm talking good soccer.
2: All right. Make sure you follow Jared there if you're looking for me. J J G U E S M A N. That's my personal Twitter there. And then, of course, at Galaxy Podcast, where you can find us. All of our shows, every single one of them. CornerTheGalaxy.com forward slash live. They are absolutely 100% live. You can find that every game, every week, this season. We are going to be there for you guys. Taking your calls, talking LA Galaxy throughout the year. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your children. The Corner of the Galaxy is here for the 2016 season. All right. First game of the season. Even though it's a preseason game, we don't pre- we don't preview those. That's fine. FC Chirac at StubHub Center on January 30th at 7 p.m. We'll see you out there. Make sure you tweet at me. I'll come say hi. For Jared Dubois, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we will catch you next time.
1: You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcast are part of backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye.